This is episode number 245 of the Inner Fight Podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Inner Fight Podcast. We're talking today all things competitive fitness with the brains trust behind the Inner Fight Red Zone program, Phil and Andre. We're going to talk all those things, who should be on the program, what the program is, what, what it is, what it looks like, and what you need to do to get on it. Of course, as always, a big shout out to our show sponsors, Kareem. Download the Kareem app. Sign up and register with a valid credit card and use the promo code INNERFIGHT for up to 100 dirhams off your first ride with those guys. Remember, if you're coming to the gym, use the promo code INNER. If you're leaving the gym, use the promo code FIGHT and you will get 10% off your ride with them. Let's jump right in to today's show. All we need is the nod from Moonshine and we're back in business. This is another edition of the Fight Podcast. Andre, who's that? Hello, who that? <laughs> who that? <laughs> New nickname, Dr. Dre, or just Doctor? Just or Doctor. just Dre? I like Doctor. You like Doctor? Yeah. Why? It doesn't make you feel smart. Yeah. Yeah, good. Basically. Nice shirt. Phil. Yes. Morning. Morning. <laughs> Everything okay? Yeah. No shirt. No nickname. No nickname. Grumpy. That's yeah. probably the closest you've got. <laughs> if anyone thinks Phil should have a different nickname to Grumpy, let Andre know. <laughs> He'll verify it. Another edition of the podcast, you can watch it over on YouTube, on the Inner Fight YouTube channel. Listen, if you're listening in iTunes, that's good. Share it. Tell all your friends about it. This one's action-packed. It's all about performance. It's all about performing, what should we say, at the highest possible level of CrossFit. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. You've got a red mic. <laughs> that's actually by chance. <laughs> this is red this mic, is red zone. Red zone program. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll give a little bit of background about how we came to the red zone program and how, how we actually came to the zones, right? Because I think that's important when we start off. We actually split all of our programs that we write for the class or all of the scalings into four different zones. One zone missing that we might speak about later on, but probably not quite yet. You start on the gray zone, which is for people who are just starting out on their fitness journey, who are trying to either, as I say, start fitness or coming back to fitness. They start in gray zone. All our base classes are sort of with that in mind. Trying to get people into what's the next zone, the white zone, which is probably 75% of the population. I would po- say so. 75% almost, almost of the population. All, yeah, almost all of the members. Sort of sit in that white zone where, where, they, where they basically are, can do certain things or can do everything, but the, the limitations are a little bit of the gymnastics skill stuff and also the weights. Yep. From there, people progress to black zone, which probably have a little bit more gymnastics yeah. skill definitely a little bit more conditioning as well yeah. you would you would probably liken the black zone to a, a typical rx standard of a right. crossfit workout right. so you know the sort of being able to do the crossfit girls workouts rx that's kind of what our black zone is likened to and then the, the other two are maybe scaled versions of, of that right and then at the very sort of the top of the pile is the red zone program which is a very small percentage of of, of the population which is people that want to compete in fitness yes do fitness competitions do crossfit competitions or this is a nice segue to the article that you've got in front of you phil compete at the crossfit games yes now you have competed at crossfit games so you obviously know what it takes andre thinks you're the man because you've done that and it's his dream to do that because obviously 
no, we won't go into that one. But, <laughs> mate, there's an article. You'll get there, Andre. You'll get there. You're young, this article. Mate. You're young. So let's go through one of the articles. So what we're going to speak about today, <laughs> folks, is the Red Zone program. We're going to speak about how it's put together, why it's put together, a little bit of the thoughts behind it. And really, these two guys, Andre and Phil, Phil's the guy behind it. Andre does a little bit more of the individual, or will start doing a little bit more of the individual program, brings his doctor side to the scene. Yes. But, mate, there's an article on the CrossFit Games website. Yeah. which is their vision from this article is the same as our vision for Red Zone. How do I th- you I think get it's, I to think the it's CrossFit a, yeah, Games? I think it's a simpler, <laughs> a simpler version. And, and I guess it is, it is uh, true. Yeah. But it, the, when you read it, it's quite funny that it, it, it feels like a very, very shortened version of how to get to the CrossFit Games. It's easy. It's, it's four steps. Just four. Yeah. Right. <laughs> One, find a CrossFit affiliate. That's pretty cool. We're, so, so we're a CrossFit affiliate. So anyone that wants to go to the CrossFit Games needs to come. Sign up. Sign up down here. Yeah. In a fight, CrossFit DXB. There we go. That's where you need to That's be. That's where you need to be. Step first. two, once you've found this affiliate, yep. you need to um, start training. Okay. That's pretty good. They, list, they put a list of <laughs> movements down there. It starts with air squat, which, yeah, you should start with an air squat. That's which, mate, the, being, being serious for a second, that's one of the movements that Grey Zone start with in our foundation class, in, in, our, in our base fitness class. That's I would one say it's probably the most important movement, movement right, to, to right, master. Right. So, although it's funny, it's also, yeah. I think, probably where some a lot of people might go wrong, that their air squat sucks, and then they try and start to add weight and intensity to it. Yeah. Good. So, so after you we're s- agreeing with the first three points. So after far. you start training, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know how long this period is. Yeah. But then the next step is then to sign up for the open. Right. Um, that's uh, sign up for the open mid January. Yeah. If you qualify through that, then you end up at regionals, which is great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, step four, the final step, is to do some research. Right. Research is apparently the key. So you shouldn't do the research so, nah, until get, later on. Get on uh, CrossFit.com, get your level one, right. check out the rules. Rules are pretty essential. Yeah, look at the leaderboard, watch some documentaries. No get brain, on, no gain, right? Yeah, <laughs> get on Instagram and there you have it. CrossFit you Games. Def- you definitely need Instagram. Which is pretty right. much what happened for me, but it was over five years. This right. seems like a shortened version of it, but I guess there was a few extra steps in there along yeah. the way. But yeah. Yeah, it. This is pretty much sums it up. What comes first, though, the chicken or the egg? Do people want to go to the CrossFit Games and then start CrossFit, or does it happen the other way around? For me, it was the other ra- way around because yeah. I had no idea what the CrossFit Games was when I started. Right. right. I was I was told I, when I was training when I first started for for rugby. Yeah. I was told then why don't you compete? And I was right. like, compete in, in what? what? Like, yeah. what am I? I'm training. Let's I'm define that a little yeah. bit because that's what this program takes us to. Andre, when someone said to you, you're going to compete in fitness, like what was your, what was your reaction? Like, okay, mate, we can see you can do some push-ups and air squats. You're real good. We suggest you compete in fitness. Like what's going through your head? Well, where I came from with my background in American football, yeah. we had one of the fittest guys in the world on the team, actually, Frederick right. Gideus. Right. So he already introduced us to everything, and all our training in the offseason would be based on competing against each other. Right. So actually, I didn't see it as a very complicated thing. Right. It's a pretty simple setup. Simple, so straightforward. That's measurable. But I, I, th- I think for some people, when you explain to them and you sort of say to them, you know, when they yeah. say, What's your sport now? What reaction do you get from people? Oh, they don't understand. You say, I do fitness and I compete in it. Yeah. Oh, so it. you're a weightlifter? Yeah. No, no. Oh, so you're a gymnast? <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, so you do triathlons? It's like. They don't get how no, it works. Add it all together and, and kind of, yeah. So how like, do you explain it to someone? 
It's something for it could be for time. It could be a if it's someone like Mohammed Kassim that asks a lot of questions. <laughs> but how, how would you explain? Like there, there, there will be some people that listen that okay, we we appreciate and we know. And even I've got to give a big shout out to a lot of the guys who saw Ben Davies at the European yeah, Inferno recently, where those guys came third in the team event. He's following Red Zone program. We'll speak about that later. All the all the trophies that he's filling up Phil's flat. But guys went up to him huh. and said, "We really follow the podcast." So pe- some people that follow us obviously know what we're talking about. But what about the people that don't get it? Sum it up real easily for them. Well, I'll explain like this: We compete in, in CrossFit, which consists of three different things: it's the yep. weightlifting, gymnastics, and this third part, which could be the conditioning part, right. is running or rowing or biking or something like that. Yep. And explain it as it could be competing. In and the separate domains are competing with a workout where all the three domains is included. Right. And it could be for time. It could be an AMRAP explaining that. Yeah. It's basically who finishes first or yeah. who does the most reps. So a simple example yeah. of a workout for time. Fran. Fran, which is? pull-ups, thrusters, thrusters, pull-ups. Thrusters and pull-ups. And you just get them done as fast as possible. Yeah. Another one you mentioned, AMRAP as many rounds and reps as possible yeah. in a specific time domain. Quick example of something like that. Oh, it could be the 16.1, 20-minute AMRAP, lunges, chest to bars, burpees, very simple. So like you said at the start there, something that's super measurable. We specified the, the, the exercises could combine could combine gymnastics, weightlifting. Yeah. It could just be one domain over a specified time domain. or Specific weight as well. And a specific weight, or it could be task, yeah. like an AMRAP could be task-centric, basically. Yeah. So... I mean, that, that really is the easy... You explain it like that as well, Phil, or something to add there? Yeah, I, I would do. I'm, it's just everyone's on the, on, the, on the same... Everyone has the same sort of circumstances. Everyone's lifting the same weight. Yeah. Everyone has to complete the same amount of reps, and it's whether you... And then some tests are who lifts the most weight. Some yeah. tests is who does the most reps. Yeah. And some tests is how, who does those re- set amount of reps the fastest. Yeah, right. So it's just all different ways of testing fitness. Yeah, yeah. So uh, let's dig into it a little bit because we, we've actually made it sound really simple. But Andre, you picked up on three things there that are actually a lot bigger than we made them sound. Yeah. You said weightlifting, gymnastics, and then essentially cardiovascular yeah. stuff. Every, everything else. Everything right? else. Yeah. So the, the, the initial question I've got is how do you put together a program that makes people better over those time domains or task, a task-centric task of weightlifting gymnastics and developing cardiovascular fitness so you got to keep it constantly varied right. In competition everything can be tested right different versions one arm lifts many reps short workouts long workouts yeah workouts to consist everything so the program needs to be very varied but yeah. you can still build up some systems right. where you hit most of the movements every week and there's a system in that yeah you can't put it too systematically because yeah. in competition it won't be like that yeah but you want to make sure that for example you hit most of the gymnastic movements every week that you know will be tested right certain movements you know that these movements will pop up in the crossfit open or at competitions right um and so on for the weightlifting and gymnastics is the same for all of those now a few people figured that out a few years ago yeah. and have launched, stroke, developed similar programs to, to the program that basically Phil, well, not yeah. basically, essentially Phil developed on his own at the start and now you're helping him with to gear people towards that. We saw, we've seen the Yami Tikkanen's the, the training plan. Yeah. We've seen Miko Selo, who's a previous CrossFit Games champion, yeah. system, system yeah. and a, a range of different... Looking back at those, Phil, what did you when you st- first started looking at them? 
what was the thought? Because Andres, again, he's made a lot of things sound really, really simple. Oh, yeah, we just try and cover every movement like once a week, once every yeah. two weeks. But if we really went through those movements yeah. he spoke about, it's, a, it's, it's actually, just... Yeah, it's almost you oversimplifying. Like, there, there's yeah. way more than just... Like, than just, like, saying weightlifting, gymnastics, and then cardio. I mean, there's everything else that comes in between, like, you know, the, the other types of movements, like, you know, wall balls and box jumps and double unders and things like that. People might, might not be too familiar with those type of things, or, yeah. or kettlebell work, dumbbell work, strongman work. Yeah. Any, anything you can think of can come can, up. Can, can end up coming up. Like, yeah. like, at the games, they tested throwing a ball for max distance. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, and then, cricket, then, then baseball uh, yeah, and a softball, yeah. and it, could, softball. it can go... You know, walking on your hands. Yeah. Else it holds. Like, r- random tests that you, you would never even think of that all kind of comes into one. And swimming as well. Yeah, right. Pa- we had paddleboarding. Yeah. It, like, there's, there's so many different things. That's why I think it, it, it is important that you have someone who who has this experience. Yeah. Like, Yami Tikkanen is a very experienced person in CrossFit. And yeah. he's, he's oh. been doing that for, for a long time. And he's seen the trends and seen that. And... I'd like to consider myself very experienced as yeah, well. This is, is five years, and I've competed at the, the hi- as high as you can go. Yeah, right. Yeah. And you, you see that how CrossFit develops and the, the trends that go with it and, and just how much you have to train certain things compared to others. Speaking about those trends, mate, you spend a, an obscene amount of time uh, trying to, let's say, figure out the trends, debunk the trends. You put an amazing stat on that I want you to share with us on, 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 on Instagram the other day, on the Red Zone Instagram, about yeah. snatches. Just just share that stat with us because we see, and I know the background on this, I'll, I'll give it really quickly. We see a lot of people just focus, my one rep max snatch is 225, now it's 235, now it's 245. You know, what, give us that, what you put on, on Instagram. Yeah, and, and that's, really that's kind of why I did it because you see so much and, and, and it is super cool. It, it's the stuff that people want to see on Instagram how much you can lift in one lift but um, it's way more than that competing at CrossFit you can lift any amount of 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 weight for different amounts of reps and one of the most challenging things that we we do I think is the really light weights for multiples of reps and uh, I was actually looking over the open for the last six years so the open is the uh, just six the the qualifying (laughs) just casual that's how long it's been going (laughs) (laughs) what are you doing the way that you qualify to go to the CrossFit Games. So you yeah. have to be very good yeah. at these workouts in the open. Right. And Rich Froning, who is probably the best... Won the CrossFit Games yeah, he, four he's, times. At the moment, he's the best CrossFitter there is, arguably, because yes. he didn't win it this year, but he's won it four times. Right. He's done, I think it came up to 370 snatches right. at 75 pounds right. over those six years. That, and that, that's how what's got him... To, to winning those workouts. Right. He's only done 10 reps across those workouts at 205, 210 pounds. Right. And there was a few uh, weights in between 60 reps, 40 reps, 50 reps. Right. But this 75-pound barbell, yeah. an extremely light bar, yeah. was hundreds of reps more than and any, of, any other weight that's been used. Right. And I guarantee that people aren't training that way all year round. Yeah, right. All they care about is the one at max. And I really don't think, I think you probably agree, that the person who has a 300-pound snatch, like yeah. the, the guy who snatches the most weight, yeah. I bet he's not the one that wins the workout that's 100 reps for time with a really light barbell. I've got a question for you. We did a workout the other day that was 
on the first 30 seconds, seven power Power snatch at 75. On the second 30 seconds of the minute, seven thrusters at the same weight for 20 rounds. 75 pounds. 75 pounds. So we're talking like 34 kilos. 34 kilos. Do you think that John Britton (laughs) would have been able to finish that workout? (laughs) Bearing in mind, John Britton, a great (laughs) friend of ours. If you don't know him, go and check him out on Instagram. I don't know what his Instagram name is now. He's changed it five times in the last three years. It's professional. I think it's just John M. Britton. Yeah, he put my name in the middle, so that was (laughs) was really thankful for that. But he can snatch 145 kilos, 45 kilos, which is which is absolutely obscene. Would he he been able to finish that workout at 35 kilos? No way, probably no not. Way. So what are we saying there? How cross how competitive fitness stroke CrossFit works then? I think it's also a lot about what you know. You want to show your friends or tell your friends yeah. if you can snatch a lot. They don't care how many reps you can do it. So they or don't they, man? Oh, no one cares until you do it at regionals and beat everyone by over yeah, a minute exactly. on Randy. Like yeah. when everyone saw Jonakowski absolutely demolish yeah. Randy. Yeah. Like Crazy. it was so cool and yeah. everyone was like going nuts over it. Yeah. Right. But they wouldn't care if he posted. If we posted the other day our, our sets of seven yeah. or sets of whatever at 75 pounds, you'd skip past it and you probably won't even like it. You would like someone yeah. doing a, a uh, 120 kilo, I think we 130 should, kilo uh, snatch. Start Facebook also, Live. Those, those the ones. There's one coming up in a few weeks or in a, in a week's time that's similar. It's also easy to see the progress when you train like that. When you go for one RM lifts all the time, because yeah. you, can, you can see the progress very clearly. You don't go yeah. for EMOM 10 with 10 snatches, is it and then though, next mate, week you go 11. Is it or isn't it? If you said, okay, we're going to take 35 pounds and 30 for time. What was Randy? 75. S- sorry, 75 yeah. for time. Yeah. It's as easy, because it's a time domain, it's as easy to measure. It might be just as easy, but I don't think a lot of people would would want do to, it. As, yeah. Would want to double tap your picture. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> just train it, train it enough. Yeah. Like, yeah. Imagine every time you do a 1M, well, you do a 75 for time. I mean, that's what, that's yeah. what it, all, uh, it, all, it all comes into, uh, like how, diff- how difficult yeah, CrossFit is. Like, yeah. Because we're, we're not definitely not saying that you shouldn't be training your 1 rep maxes. Like, that's, right. It's... It's almost equally important because if that heavy lift does come up, you can be immediately eliminated because you can't snatch enough. Right. You know, like if, if you don't have a 120 kilo snatch now and you, you, put, you will struggle to get to regionals if a snatch max comes up in the open. Right. And, and that's, that's high. It's right. 20, maybe 30 kilos heavier than what I would have said if you'd have asked five years ago. Right, right. But uh, it, so you, you've just got to find that balance and not focus that's what we're saying that the balance it's not balanced at the moment i would say that a lot of people would only focus on that those high-end numbers now and then it gets to december it's like oh you know the open's coming yeah i best start doing some fast reps yeah but like the the open is the open is getting so hard to qualify for now in our region we get 10 people yeah there's a lot more than 10 good athletes yeah absolutely like if you're not at your absolute peak of fitness and you've not been practicing this for you know six months a year you, you have one bad workout like I, I came 21st on one of the workouts last year and I, w- I was sweating that I wasn't yeah, going to qualify hold that thought let's dive back to the geekiness about it and let's talk a little bit about how the program's put together obviously as we said Phil you spend a lot of time Doctor also spends or Dre I Some don't time. Know, doctor, doctor the whole time <laughs> a lot of time sort of analyzing things looking at stuff so with all of that knowledge that you guys have got, how do you go about taking all those things that Dre made sound so simple and putting it into a program? And then what does that program look like? It, it, the way that I do it, 
I would probably imagine maybe a little bit different to, to most people, and it's how it's different to how I used to do it as well. This is a an ongoing process, and I'm always learning and finding things that work well and things that don't. Yeah, it's it's a little bit of trial and error there, but I feel like we're onto something pretty good at the moment that we've actually split the days. Um, or I've split the days into a, a strength day right. and a cardio day just to give them a name. Right. Um, the strength day is what it sounds like. It's two sessions. Yeah. And the main focus of that day is, is just on getting stronger. Right. So you can make the best sort of physical adaptations on that day uh-huh. without already be excuse me being tired from a, a hard cardio session before it. Right. Um, so while we're really trying to get get strong, then we really focus on it. You can also get tired on that day so yeah. maybe some of it some of it is uh, just lifting and some of it is lifting a heavier weight for multiple reps which is still super tiring yeah. and it's also going to include all your gymnastic work but in a more strength bias right then you have a cardio day right. which is what that sounds like that's two or three sessions this is right. on the competitors program right two or three sessions where we look at all, we probably do three different types of workout in one day right so Three metabolic systems. Yeah, one of them will be like a, a, a lower a lower intensity, but maybe a little bit higher volume or, or time. Yeah. Let, let's, for example, let's say that's on the Roy machine. Right. A nice low stroke rate, but we've got quite a lot of volume in there. Yeah. Um, five plus K. Right. Middle of the day, uh, we'll do some more high-ish intensity um, or interval work. And that's more the typical CrossFit type stuff. Right. Sport specific. Yeah. yeah. Like, so, you know, just a, the tradi- a traditional CrossFit style workout. Yeah. Because um, I think it, it's super important that you're just training that the whole year. Yeah. It's it's the main principle of CrossFit that things stay varied, that you do varied workouts. And some, some people just, just leave it out for so long. I think a lot of people, I mean, this was sort of turned up a couple of years ago when people started to follow more competitor style programs. And yeah. And these programs started coming out. They'd go through all these phases, but they'd never actually do CrossFit workouts. Yeah. I remember speaking to to Dusty Highland, who coached Lindsay Valenzuela, who placed oh. second at the games. I think a couple of years, so a decent level Noah of athlete. Olsen as well, I think. And he worked with Noah Olson as well. That's right. Yep. And he said one of the things that I think is a real difference in these guys is that we're actually even in what they call out of season doing CrossFit style yeah. workouts. So I, I, we're yeah. used to it the whole time around. I think that it's it's really important. It's something I I played around with that when years that. I kind of left it out. I thought, oh, I'll keep this as more of like a real strength off-season. Yeah. And I found the Open really tough that year. It yeah. just wasn't long enough to, to, to get I left fit. it too long yeah. to, to get fit. Um, so I, I don't trust that no matter who you are that you – well, maybe too few people are lucky, but most of the people aren't fit enough yeah. to only start worrying about it maybe a month or two away from the Open. Yeah. So on that cardio day, then we'll, we'll hit a, probably a, a third piece that – in the, in the afternoon, that can be another varied piece, right? Uh, just, just basically another another, another cardio thing. So, um, so that's how you split the, the. They're two really good examples. We'll dig into a little bit more how the exercises might look in a second. But you mentioned something that that would be a typical day for the competitors program. Yeah, we probably I should have probably asked this question before. Just explain the different tiers of the program that you put or that you're working on to help people. There's three different tiers at the moment. There's um, the, the the main tier that everything is based off is our competitors program right and that's that's based on people that have the time yeah which is probably the main factor the time to train two maybe three sometimes i'll ask for three sessions on a day right each one will last between 
probably around an, an hour, maybe a yeah. bit longer, 90 minutes. So I'm asking yeah. for about 120 to 180 minutes a day, five days a week. Right. Pretty big time commitment. Two to three hours so a day. With that, your goals are probably going to be yeah. to get past the Open. Right. And compete at a regional level or similar really, really high-level competitions. Right, right. From that, we take the class program, yep. which is a... a re- a, a reduced volume version of the competitors. I pick the, the main pieces of each day. Right. And it's down into a one 90-minute session. So that would be for someone, mate, that wants to compete in, wants to be competitive in the open, like maybe have a chance even to go to regionals, but really has a time commitment that they commit commit to it of 90 minutes a day. Yeah, and I mean, it, it's, it, yeah, it's still for competitive athletes. When I yeah. was leading up to my first regional, I had... Two, two jobs. Yeah. Uh, one of them was nothing to do with CrossFit, and that was right. 9 to 5. Yeah. And then I worked at the CrossFit gym at night. Right. And I had about an hour, 90 minutes to train. Right. And I did that for six months and got to my first regionals. Right. Because right. I just trained really smart and really hard. Do so you, you, you do have time yeah. to do that. I'm not 100% sure that it, it's as easy now. That was 2013. Yeah. But, but still... Dre, not happy. What, what? What's your thoughts, mate? Like you've seen, you've obviously been in Europe. We've been here. The, the the scenes kicked off here. It's kicked off in Europe as well. There's a lot more people with these dreams of going to regionals. Of the people, you might have this stat, you might know, it, or you might stab a guess at. Of the guys that were at regionals last year in Europe, how many were not like full time coaches? So maybe have this, like Phil saying, two to three hours a day. Do you know? Or hazard a guess? But not many. No. Not many. Most of them are, are gym are CrossFit coaches. They're mostly CrossFit yeah. coaches. I but would say I would say so now. Yeah. At the same time, I think we've we've seen this separation from sort of CrossFit regionals athletes to people that still want to compete at fitness, right? Yeah. So that's really for who this this program is really going to help. Yeah, and and it's still for if you want to compete at a more local level competition, you know, the yeah. the, the one day, two day weekend competitions that come up, you know, almost every week, every weekend. Yeah. Like, yeah. This, this, yeah, this is this is great, great for you. Right, and it still takes on the principle. It's still kind of geared towards getting, and we can talk about this a little bit more. Getting a little bit more cardio based towards the open. Right, but I still, like I said, I still have those two full days. Yeah. Um, even through this strength phase or strength bias that we, it's yeah. not really phase, it's strength bias that we've just been through for the last couple of months. Yeah. There's still c- two cardio days. Right. And I, st- I still feel just as fit. Yeah. I feel just as fit as I did last as, as last year. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that the girls who follow it here are good examples. They they're the same. Yeah. Um, but they've just got way you know got way stronger, way stronger in that time. So hopefully the theory is that now so the next two months. Yeah, we're increasing that cardio, and then again when we get to sort of November, increase it again. Yeah, um, and then we've got the third type of day to talk about. Right. Uh, if you want to go through that now, we'll go. We we'll go. I want to hop over to to sort of some stuff that Andre's working on a little bit more, which is the third tier, which is more a personalized version of it. So, yeah. talk to us a little bit about how that works. Well, the third part is the one you just talked about, and yeah. that's the completely individualized programming right so that for many people and a program that is already set up would be great for them but unfortunately a lot of people have some holes in their game yeah um and some of the holes are bigger than others which means that a normal program can't go deep enough in those right like fix them Right. So by doing the individualized so what, just program. Give us some examples. You speak about those holes, mate. Just so if someone's listening and they're thinking that individualized program may be for them or should I 
should I be going on the other one or what what sort of things or what characteristics are you speaking about there I guess a good example is someone who can snatch 100 kilo uh, 120 kilos they can yeah. clean and jerk 160 but they can do two two handstand push-ups yeah. right like so you would imagine right. if you're thinking out I'm going to regional levels my weightlifting numbers are great yeah. and you look at everything it all looks great but all of a sudden you sort of see this handstand watch your max handstand push-ups two yeah. Then all of a sudden, wow, we've got a major got problem. Problems. Like right. if you divide the program into those three parts, yeah. you can kind of see where the weaknesses are. Yeah. And a normal program, those three parts would be pretty much equally large. Right. If one athlete has a problem with gymnastics, we need to make this part larger and the other part smaller. Right. Um, so that's kind of how I look at it. Yeah. And, um, so a that's lot of people you have problems with the gymnastics. <laughs> so, and we heard from your previous podcast your addiction to gymnastics and to obviously getting people better at that as well. Yeah. Or your, your massive interest in it. So well, we just put together the, the latest two that you did. You just put together two like really good um, gymnastic adi- those additional pieces. You did yeah. the, the one for Jesse and one for Holly. Yeah. Um, so it'd be cool to see how, how they go. Yeah. But they were like sort of 20 to 30 minute sessions. Yeah. Three, two to th- th- three extra sessions a week. Right. Yeah. Um, so still only taking, and you can take a little bit, you can almost replace some of the the red zone class program gymnastics with that. Yeah. So still, even for the class program athlete who's you on a personalized program, yeah. you're still keeping it to that sort of 90 minutes yeah. if it needs to. So it's pretty much personalized in, in, in almost everywhere, although it's still yeah. based off, they'll still do some stuff that, they, that you see in the main program. Exactly. It's a lot more towards getting them to... And yeah. h- how do you see... like? Should people, because I saw a lot of people, when personalized programming kicked off or competitors programming kicked off, everyone's <coughs> like, yeah, I've got a coach, I've got this, I've got that. And it's like, yeah, but you've got no game when it comes to the open. So how long should they be How long should they be on it for? Is it like, I mean, you said there. Three months minimum. Three months minimum. Yeah. That's what it needs. You're not going to see results within the one, two weeks. You got right. to stick to it and yeah. see three months. Like you got to look for, you got to look ahead like that. You can't just look short term all the time but depending on i guess how many holes there are in someone's yeah and how big they are and how big they are if it's a technical issue if it's a strength issue you know all those kind of things really take different times the strength could take a long time but if it's a technical thing yeah it could be fixed in two days maybe right a week right depends on the athlete's adaptions so what you're doing is really understanding where people are at and then what they need to i mean with the joint knowledge here of phil what they need to get to sort of to 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 move and is that do you think that sort of approach is helpful not only for people that want to compete at regionals but want lower level competition would you indeed yeah indeed, very much just people coming to normal classes i mean a class program is again constantly varied and so on so you don't know when the next time you'll hit your pull-ups again if pull-ups is your weakness you need to know specifically when you work on them yeah. to get better. Yeah. Also to see the progress more clearly. Awesome. So three three levels of the program. You've got sort of the competitors version, people that are aiming for regionals. Main the main people that you have on that as well at the moment, Phil, yeah. are, are definitely coaches or people that have a lot more time to yeah. train, shall we say? Yeah. Then there's the class version, and again, people here locally and people around the world are able to do that and are doing it. And then, Andre, what you're focusing on more specifically is is yeah. obviously the, the individual version. Let's jump back into those strength days and cardio days, and let's speak about maybe some days that have gone by so people can understand what we're really talking about. We've taught very sort of generally and, and a little bit technically weightlifting, we're talking about gymnastics, conditioning, typical CrossFit workouts. Let's look at 
a couple of days. I mean, maybe just go through sort of the three days, yeah, I mean, Friday, can, Saturday, can, Sunday can, or we something. Can, we can go over. Um, like, and like I said, the last, last two months, the way that I've split it is because, uh, you know, if we're looking at the main competition being the Open for the competitors, it's still quite a bit of time away. So we can use this time to more focus on getting strong. Yeah. But obviously, we're still trying to be fit at the same time. So th- we've had three... Uh, Three strength days a week and two cardio days. Right. So if we take a look at this, uh, we'll just take a look at a day of each that's coming up this week. Um, right. A strength day that we've got is uh, you go through a, a nice technical warm up that should be lasting about sort of twenty minutes with the empty barbell specific to whatever movement you're using afterwards. Yeah. Um, and then the main work in that first session is building to a heavy but technically good power clean. Right. So you'll build up heavy in that, and then you'll go to 50% of that weight and build up again and then max out in squat cleans. Right. After that, you've got some uh, snatch grip push press, some heavy back squats, and then some hang snatch pulls, and that's session one. That should take around 90 minutes. Right. And should be done as session one on its own, warm up for it, and then get out. Yeah. Yeah. And then have have, whatever rest you can... I would say... Ideal is about two, maximum three hours rest, right. minimum one hours rest. Right. I, I would I would advise sort of two hours rest, get some food, um, relax a little bit, and then session two is more gymnastic base. You've right. got uh, some strict handstand push-ups at a, at a deficit, some volume there. Yeah. Chin over bar holds, static holds, freestanding handstand holds, yeah. and uh, hollow rocks. That right. one's about an hour. The second right. session's a little bit shorter. So the um, time commitment there, as you said, that's two and a half hours on that day. Yeah. And that's a strength day. That's the strength day. Awesome. Give us another example so that people get a feel of what's going cardio on. Cardio day. Actually, wait, sorry, mate. If you were to break that session down into, that's two and a half hours, so that's for people, as you said, the competitors program. How would that then look for people that want to do it in 90 minutes and like you've called it the class version of the, the class program. version is is warm-up yeah uh, power clean and then go down back down and squat squat clean yeah they still do push press yeah back squat and then they go straight to five sets of five strict handstand push-ups yeah and there's an e-bomb to condense right um so what we would have 20 minutes of static holds as is condensed into 12 minutes right right and a slightly scaled Versions as is a, a handstand hold against the wall, right? Uh, not, rather than freestanding, and then right. uh, hollow holds, which will so, fit into the ninety minutes. So, so the movements, yeah. we're not really scaling too many movements back. We're just changing the setup of it to yeah. be a little bit more time efficient. Obviously, cutting down the volume, a little cutting bit. down yeah. the volume by by doing that and because putting I, it into yeah. one. It would session. be difficult to get the two and a half hours done in one big session. Like, yeah. if you're anything like me, you'll probably feel hungry halfway through, and that's yeah. what'll slow you down. <laughs> right. uh, I usually need to. Dre have, doesn't get uh, hungry. Though, take no. a break and <laughs> snabble, right? Do that, yeah. <laughs> so then the, the, cool. day, the day after that is the uh, cardio day. Yeah. Um, that starts session one. You've got 6K of rowing intervals at 20 strokes per minute. Right. So 3K rest, 2K rest, 1K rest, trying to just increase the pace slightly each round. Got it. Uh, take about a two-hour break or one and a half hours, two-hour break. Yep. Um, session two, we've got three sort of mini CrossFit workouts, uh, 100 push jerks for time. Can't wait for this one. Every bar drop, you have to do six bar-facing burpees. No problem. Um, How many burpees will you do, Dre, on that? Oh, six. 70 six. 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 Just okay. six, yeah. Just six. Hundred push jerks uh, at hundred thirty five pounds. Just a little one. gymnastic complex, toes to bar and bar muscle ups. Yeah. Um and then just some uh almost assistance work, some front rack walking with some kettlebells, some right. farmers walking with some kettlebells. 
And then again, that, that should take about an hour, those three little pieces there. You rest for about 10 minutes each one, 10 minutes rest in between each one. Right. So there's an hour. And then take another break, an hour or an hour and a half. And then there's just a 30-minute hard, intense cardio piece. Uh, run, bike, and double unders. Easy. And the way that, that goes into the, uh, the class program, you still do, I think you do all of it apart from the uh rowing at the start of the, the right. start of the day right so you're just missing out one you're, you're doing one two of two of the sessions right but condensed into one rather than uh the all three sessions awesome i mean what what really stands out there is that all of and i know it might sound obvious but everything that's being used is all the movements that we're used to talking about within it but just all split up in in, in different ways to again to increase people's work capacity on them yeah. I mean I, that, that's probably the difficult thing with programming trying, yeah. to, trying to think of all the possible ways well that like, was my next yeah, question <laughs> like, I mean no amount of uh, like people go so scientific with their programming that yeah. I, it, honestly if, if I could I would never write percentages right because the only reason I do is because people ask for them and right. they want but I try to write like on a few of the personal programs that I've got here uh, I got I've just wrote at 80% and then in brackets this is just a guideline right because you know uh, I, I don't think I'm not smart enough and I don't think there's anyone smart enough in CrossFit to tell tell you that you have to lift 82.5% this day yeah to be better and then you have to do this exact amount of war balls the next day to be better and this exact amount of biking or rowing yeah, yeah. Uh, I think CrossFit pretty much proves a lot of science isn't quite right old yeah. school science is that you can only get strong or you yeah. can only get fit or yeah. you can only make these physical adaptations at one time yeah but, right you know, how does that explain how rich Fronin does you know some of the stuff that he does like yeah. you know it's very generalized hit, isn't it you know, hitting hitting a pr snatch right after a 5k run or something yeah. i wouldn't be surprised if he did that yes but i don't think there'd be a piece of science that would that would that would say that yet yeah. so you've still got to think okay i, I want to be structured i want to use some structure just to you know keep that in there and make sure people are are doing the right amount of lifting and the right amount of this right amount of that yeah but also i think the variance is the most important just trying to find as many ways as possible to test people i think one thing and 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 i know you're quite keen on this as well andre as well as as well as us guys is 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 more being in touch with how your body feels yeah i was just about to say that like listen to your body take stilo when you need to yeah like that's where you need to stay injury free. Yeah. A lot of the things to reach the top level today is it's all about staying injury free. If right. you manage to be able to injury free for a couple of years, you know you can progress as much as somebody who's injured for four years. Or yeah. Like, how do you relate that to breaking your hand handstand walking <laughs> on a cone? Yeah. That's do you think that was overtraining or no. just poor navigation? <laughs> poor <laughs> navigation. <laughs> are you, or are you still still blaming Moonham for not moving? Well, Moonham saw the cone, didn't he? <laughs> Took a picture of it. Took a picture of the car. Here's <laughs> <laughs> what's going to happen. Yeah. You can't control everything, yeah. but try to control the things you can. You can. You and, and, mate, some of the symptoms for that, for some people that maybe are not sort of competitors yet, but are thinking about upping their game a little yeah. bit and maybe jumping, what symptoms do you look out for as saying, like, the red lights for, I need to rest my body a little bit? Um, in general, if you come to training, you don't feel well after, even after warming up. You can't yeah. hit the numbers you're supposed to hit. Yeah. Of course, there's bad days, there's good days, but if you start to see, you know, 
Yeah. But one week is everything is just not going well. Yeah. That's probably a sign of you needing to have some time off. Maybe a mental thing as well, like actually not wanting to go, you know, yeah. train. Like yeah. you're a bit, uh, like, you know, you should want to go and train. Yeah. Right. If you feel good, like you be, you, you're looking forward to the training session. Some yeah. days, yeah. you're just not feeling it. And yep. that is just a great sign. Okay, I'm going to maybe sit this afternoon out or something like that if, if, you, if you need it. And yeah. If it probably the, and sometimes you have to catch that before it happens. Yeah. yeah. Before you get tired. Which is hard though yeah. as well, right? I would say a big mistake for, for beginners is they, they think that just, you know, more is more and that they try yeah. and do as much as possible yeah. and yeah. and they end up sort of burnt out six, yeah. mo- six months in and with multiple injuries. And so I know that you, you struggled with injuries and you're only sort of 20, 21 years old. You had a few, you know, starting to pick up a few niggles until He's you... 22, t- t- man. T- quite no, old. when you were. Oh, like a year, a year ago or whatever and then sort of toned it down, toned it back a little bit and and a bit more smart you started using your deload weeks and things like that and yeah i, I haven't had any injuries for the last two and a half year but right. I, but there's been like small things and i've caught them in a good time and yeah i've taken my deload when i needed to and also the 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 background for why i think deload is important is the fact that i know that the u.s national gymnastics team and the chinese weightlifters they deload every fourth week right um, there's different ways of deload. This, there can be a deload in intensity. There can be deload in volume. Sometimes right. a deload in volume means an increase in intensity. For sure. And that's different from program to program yeah. and so on. I don't think you need to go too scientifically on it, as Phil says. Yeah. Um, you just need to listen to your body and don't get caught up in your surroundings. A thing, yeah. a, a thing that, that happens often is that you might be training with five other guys and they're not like you. Yeah. You know, you're you and you can't. You might not be able to train with that volume. Yeah, right. So you got to be able to, to stand up and say, I'm having D-low this week or Absolutely. I'm going to cut down a little bit and pick it up next week and yeah. so on. So you got to be in touch with it. I don't think we need to quite sing the praises of the program. I think the easiest thing is to is to check out the Instagram account because most stuff is posted on there, which is a lot more impressive than us sitting here yeah. going blah 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 blah. Yeah, and, and if anybody wants, we can yeah. offer that as well. If anybody wants the, a free trial of either of those programs, not the personalized, but yeah, if you want a free trial of the uh, class or competitors program, what's the? That's what I was going to sort of close out with as well, mate. What's the? If people, some people are sort of been on the verge, but want to want to start competing and stuff what's the best way to go about it what should they be starting with how do they get hold of you what do yeah. the, what's the conversations what's the criteria give us a quick bit of that I before mean, we wrap up you can email me at ph at yeah um and we can sort of talk on there and I, I got like a questionnaire that i send out to people as well to right. get some information back so that i can really understand you right. know what i mean the first question it is uh, what do you want? Right. And just right. answer that question. Like, what, yeah. what, what do you actually want? And yeah. do you even, you know, most people actually think, do I even know what I want? Yeah. I want to start a competitor's program. Yeah. Why? Why? Why do you want to do yeah. it? Yeah. To be the best in your in your gym or to go to regionals? Yeah. So I would, and then after that, I, w- the, I think the next question is, how long do you have to train each day? Right. So from those two questions, I can pretty much tell whether you're going to need to be on a class or competitor's program. Absolutely. You can obviously choose. It's up to you. But yeah. I would give my advice on uh, if you've got an hour to 90 minutes a day, yeah. you've got two kids, yeah. and you've got a full-time job, but you want to compete at local competitions, then I would probably advise that you do on the class program, even right. if you want to be on competitors. But Do you think it's maybe as well smart that 
unless you really do have genuinely a lot of time for your body, as what we're saying with, with Andre there, yeah. just a little bit of adaptation, maybe just to try out the class program. Yeah, it might be a, a bit of, an, a bit, a bit of an it. easier introduction to it. Unless yeah. you, you're already doing, you know, two sessions a day, right. you're, you're probably right. used to that volume. Yeah, and you can go on to the competitors. But if you're going from regular uh, gym classes, yeah. then and you want to like pick it up a bit, then I would go to the class version of Red Zone. Right, and then. If you've got the extra time and you feel great, you're making progress, then let's go to the competitors and see how it goes with the yeah. extra extra sessions in there. Awesome. And in your questionnaire, she, there's also a question asking what is your background, how, much, how many days and hours do you usually train? Right. Yeah. So right. that will determine so that whether will determine. you're ready to train three Very and a half cool. hour a day or not. All of that information, everything that you need to know, you can email philph at innerfight.com or andre ah innerfight.com or even head over to innerfight.com slash redzone. Instagram and is if underscore redzone as so well. So many ways to get in touch. Or if you can't remember Easy. any of that, just remember winning at innerfight.com <laughs> and the guys will get the email. That's really awesome, guys. Lots of information. Obviously, you guys spend a lot of time on the program, both very geeky about it even though you try to be real cool and stuff like that, it doesn't work. It's cool you, to be a geek. You've just proved in the last 45 minutes you're complete nerds and do nothing but CrossFit, but that's why you're producing a program that's that's really good. So yeah. hopefully we get a few updates later. We've got Battle of the East coming up, which is a big competition for, for pretty much the region, and then it really goes into the, the Open at the end of Feb. So there's a lot of testing time for all yeah, the people you have yeah, on things the program. Will, things will change, and we'll start getting into some more you know, open style stuff yeah. as we progress through the years. It'd be cool to, to get back on and talk again about the progression then and see Absolutely. how people are doing with the program and all these competitions we've got coming up now. See how they're going. But if you are thinking about it, as Phil said, you can get a, a free trial. He's sending out a month's free trial because he's so charitable like that. Yeah. And, and, and nice, Just a genuine, genuine really nice all guy. All-round nice guy. Don't know who called him grumpy, hey, <laughs> but, you know. And I, I think that's one thing as well. Before you commit to, to, to buying a program, it's, it's, it's very cool that you can try it yeah, for a month. try it. See how it goes. If you like it, you like it. If, if you not, don't, just get out. Relax. Out. <laughs> it's yeah. easy. Get out. Andre, Phil, really cool. Good stuff there. Guys, get in touch with if you want the program. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. And there you have it, folks. That's all the knowledge. That's all you need if you're thinking about competing in CrossFit, doing a CrossFit competition or fitness competition of sorts that sort of ticks some of those boxes and you can relate to what those guys are saying. Or if you just want to take your regular classes up a level and get into the Red Zone class program there, 90 minutes a day, that's what it's there for. Get hold of those guys. Give them a shout. Loads of knowledge, loads of information there from Andre and Phil. I want to thank you all for tuning into the podcast. We really do appreciate that. Of course, if you do have some time, please hop over to iTunes, rate the podcast. That would be absolutely amazing. And as always, a massive shout out to our show sponsors, Kareem. Go over, download the Kareem app, sign up and register with a valid credit card. Use a promo code in a fight and you will get 100 dirhams off your first ride. And remember, if you're coming to the gym, use the promo code inner. If you're leaving the gym, use the promo code fight for 10% off your rides with them. If you've got a question for us on the podcast, you want a topic covering, if you want us to speak for 40 minutes about a specific topic, something you like, something you don't like, please just drop us an email, winning at innerfight.com. We'd love to hear from you. Maybe we even get you on the show one day. Until next time. Take care.